what what I wanted to talk about was this whole flip of understanding um, how we can see our life in the purposes of God rather than how we frame our life around our purposes. Uh, you, you can imagine, and I'll, I'll read the story, but you can imagine that he had some expectations about his life. He was engaged. He was thinking, in a little while, I'm going to get married. It's going to be awesome. I've been working this cool job, this carpentry shop. Just finished my apprenticeship, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to get my lady, and we're going to have a wonderful life together. The end. No. That's not exactly how it went, because sometimes our expectations and God's expectations of how we're going to do the life, purposes of life, are going to be cross-purposed. Now, this is a big ask here, um, but in our lives, how often has the Lord asked us to alter our life in His ways? Many times. And... It's a lot of people, they, they, they fall by the wayside of their walk with Jesus because they're like, well, God, if you don't do this for me, I'm out. Which shows that they were never in. Because when we come to Christ, I, I, I lift my hands up. I lay my whole life down, my whole life down before you. Did I hear that somewhere in a song today? He doesn't bow before us. Actually, he does. He'll kneel before us as his servant. But, but we come to him and we say, Lord, my life is now yours. And then at that point, things change and they get funny. So shall we? Let's, let's look at the story. And, and I, I like the way it, Matthew, he's like a narrator. You know, you, you watch these, some, some Christmas movies and you'll have some narrator. You know, that's, that's common. So here's what he says. He says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in his mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. The end.
That's how it came about. Amazing. All right. So, the first thing we, we kind of, I don't know, as I, as I was reading through this, the I, 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 first thing was I observed Joseph's character. If we look in here, and you, you, you want to just take a, a slow roll back through it, Joseph was chosen, I believe, because he had been cultivating the character of a person that God could use. And no matter what's happening in our life, if we want to tie the purposes of God to our circumstances, the, one of the first things we need to remember is that he's trying to work something in us more than he's trying to work stuff around us. We all have circumstances we want to change. Yes? But God says, let's change your heart first. And then you'll be able to see your circumstances in the light in which my purposes are going to come to be. Okay, so let's just take a slow roll through here and see about this guy. Joseph, uh, it says, before, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll just go. His mother Mary was pledged to a man, to be, pledged to be married to Joseph. Uh, so the first thing we see here is he was a pledger. Go ahead, everybody, you can say pledger. Pledger? What's a pledger? He's a promiser, and he's a promise keeper, and he's a man that whose word is his bond. But he had a problem. How do we know? It says, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Okay, so what was happening here that a man who was according to the law, if you were pregnant out of wedlock, what do you think happened? Okay, probably, yeah, there was some kind of thing going on that was not, quote, lawful. And he was trying to figure out, how do I remain faithful to God and yet faithful to my promise? This is like a really good guy. This is a guy you want on your team, right? And it says he did not want to expose her to disgrace. You know, a lot of people, they're not very gracious with others. Sometimes I can be that person, right? How many like to point out other people's faults? Okay, no, 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 no. We only look for the good in others. And if they make a little mistake, we're like, oh, you know, we can cover that. But he was a sin coverer. It says right here, it says he did not want to expose her to public disgrace and had in mind to, to, to he had to follow the law, but to do it quietly. And I'm just amazed at this guy because it says after he considered this, and the word considered there, it's only found twice in the New, in the New Testament, in the whole Bible. And it means that he was in utter anguish before God about what to do. That he wanted to honor the law and God's law, but he wanted to honor grace at the same time. Because he had in his heart, how do I cover her and yet honor God? And the Lord left him in this dilemma until he passed out in his sleep. (laughs) 
But I don't know if that's the, the somehow he got to sleep. How many of you, you stay up all night instead? When there's something going on in your mind and you're radically trying to figure out, ah, oh, what do I do? Most of us stay up. But he's like, I'm just going to sleep on this. I think God probably has the answer. And he did. He had in his mind, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And what's the first thing he says? Joseph, son of David, who are you? You're the son of David. You're a son of David. So, you know, God always wants to tell us who we are first. You're a child of God. You have a lineage of godliness. And then he says, what's the next thing he says? Do not be afraid. Because Joseph's problem, and often our problem is when we're having difficulties, is we're concerned about our reputation, our future. He says, don't be afraid to take Mary home with you. What was that going to mean from him, for him? How about you? Afraid of your reputation being sullied because you identify with this person, Jesus. <laughs> because of your sin? Anybody? All right. Don't be afraid. Take Mary home. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, if you got that message, what would you think? Boy, that was a weird dream last night. How many would have believed and followed their dream? Now you'd shake it off and you're like, uh, that was a weird dream. I am now going to do what I was going to do. But he had the foreknowledge of somehow being able to say, that dream was from God. God will get our attention. He'll either speak to us by the Word of God, He'll speak to us by His Holy, the Holy Spirit voice, or He will give you a dream if He wants to get your attention. And I think sometimes we're desensitized to how God wants to talk to us when we're having anxiety, challenges, and the circumstances that He's trying to work in our life. Anyway, part of His character was I'm going to figure out how to listen to God. And then I like what, what uh, it is said here. Um, but I think I'll, I'll stop. So here's my point. Point one is in order to see the purposes of God, make sure that Whatever's happening in your life, you're directing at your character. What is going on in your heart? Because what God's trying to get a hold of there is, how can I change your heart to be more open to me? Because I know, me, I, I don't know, when, I, when I'm anxious, I've had some anxiety. Uh, I have anxiety all the time. I mean, I mean, not just things. I have circumstances in my life where they're beyond my ability and then I pray about them, and God encourages me. And then I pray about them, and God encourages me. And then I pray about them, and I don't trust. And then I pray about them, and I still don't trust. And then I stop and I listen. And God says, why are you not trusting me? 
why are you not letting me work my life into you? I like what Dennis said, that Jesus had to look at this at the, at the, at the cross. <laughs> it's like, what? What is, can I still hope? Can I still have joy? Can I still have peace on the cross? And that very thing, what you just said, is, is, is beautiful because we can in every circumstance because Jesus could see the rest of the story. He knows if he went through this that God was going to bring about something amazing in his life. Isn't that awesome? All right. So, second point is that one of the ways that we, we connect our story with God's story is by building trust in every season. And that's what Omri pointed out to us in our, in our talk today, in our uh, sacred reading, is the reason that we can trust God in the next thing is because we've passed through a point of God's faithfulness in the last thing. How many here this morning, you guys online, has God been faithful to you? Okay. (laughs) And yet somehow, even through God's continued faithfulness, now I've been walking with God many, 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 many years, and I've seen Him do many, 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 many things. What I face tomorrow, I'm still anxious about. Seriously. And I'm like, Lord, I know you're wanting to prove yourself to me. But somehow or another, I'm not sure this time. What do you think about Joseph? And it says, and so he took Mary to be his wife. Do you think he had any idea what was going to happen? <laughs> We, we get the rest of the story. He's like, oh, we got to go to Bethlehem. You know, they just, the tax man just called and said, we got to go to Bethlehem and go pay, go pay taxes. And, and then, you know, then Herod comes and says, we got to kill some babies in Bethlehem. And he's like, oh man, how am I going to afford this? Oh, oh, three kings come by, you know, three, three guys come by and they give us some money so we can escape to Egypt. And then we, we're, we're, we're living as refugees in Egypt. And then God tells us it's time to go back. Did he have any of this on his mind? No. What he had was a simple obedience to the Word of God and the promises of God. Because there's some pretty big promises in here. Here's one I'll point out, and I want, I, I want to tie it to this, because the way we build trust is remembering this word, Emmanuel. And he says, this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Why do we trust? Because God with us. God with us to change our circumstances. God with us in our circumstances. And very often, how many have had one of those days where you're like, God, I'd really like you to change my circumstance. And God's saying, I'd rather change your character. 
And you say, Lord, but you, can you add the circumstance with the character? Because I totally will trust you on this one. And then he does. Because he's faithful in everything. He's faithful to change our hearts. He's faithful, really, to change our circumstances. Maybe not always the way we want. But you will go through that season. And you'll look at the other side of it and say, I'm glad you didn't really change what I wanted changed, because then I would have missed your hand the whole way. See, this was a guy that was learning to see the hand of God in their life. And that's what I want for all of you. I want you to be able to see the hand of God. And the only way to do it is the way that he did it, is to say, Lord, let it be unto me, as you've said, Okay, let me see. Um, he didn't have a cell phone. He could have called Mary up. It says he found out about this. I don't know where he found out about it. Probably his mother-in-law or something. I don't know. <laughs> Texted him. Said, uh, got a little wrinkle in your story here. But they didn't really have time to compare notes because they weren't married yet. Back in those days, when you pledged to somebody, it was, it was more of a legal transaction. It was like, okay, you're going to have a wife. And they might have done it even as children, as in some cultures do. And she was over here with an angel, and he was over here with an angel, and they weren't able to compare notes. And yet when they came together, they, it says in both, in both of these stories, and you will call his name Jesus, and it says in both of them, and he gave him the name Jesus. And it says in Mary, and she gave him the name Jesus. you imagine when they were comparing notes the way to Bethlehem? And there's just something here that needs to be said. The Lord wants to use you to confirm in another person's life, what God has said. Because we forget. And when somebody reminds us, it's really helpful that remember what God said. That can be a scripture. It can be something on your heart. It can be something like was shared in our time together. I'm always encouraged when we read those scriptures together and hear what God's saying. Okay. <laughs> I put down here, imagine their conversation on their first date, <laughs> which is also their wedding day. <laughs> you won't believe what happened to me. I had an angel show up. Well, you won't believe what happened to me. I had an angel in my dream. Yours is a little more impressive. <laughs> but they were both very effective because both of them were open to what God was doing in their life. Okay, let me wrap with this last point. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife. I just like that wording. When Joseph woke up, I think most of us live our lives in a state of sleepiness <laughs> to what God is doing. 
We have no idea. We ask a lot of times, what are, what are you doing, God? But we're really not awake to what he's really doing. And I think one of the processes of being a disciple of Jesus, a Christian, a follower, is taking moments out to discern, God, what are you doing with this circumstance in my life? And how are you weaving your story to bring you glory? Some of it's a testimony, and then some of it's something that will just be celebrated in heaven. There's an interesting concept in the New Testament um, called the, the judgment seat of Christ, where it says that our works will be laid on an altar of fire. And those things that were accomplished basically through our natural person will be burnt up. And those things where we recognize the hand of God and we said, let it be to me, Lord, as you have said, those things will come out gold. It's going to be an interesting thing. I'm worried right now talking about this. It's like, man, I'm going to have a bonfire. I know that. <laughs> I just hope at the, at the end of it, I have a little ring of gold. It's like, oh, Lord, see my speck of gold. There was a moment I tested you somewhere in there. <laughs> it wasn't all my flesh. Uh, I want to encourage us in this season to lift your eyes up and see what God is doing even in the difficult things because he is actually intimately involved with every moment of your life and it takes us a moment to say what are you doing why am i waiting why is this happening? And realizing that it's all to bring you a rescue and others a rescue. The, a couple things that st stand out here. It says, She will give birth to a son. You'll give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Man, I got sins. I got sin, and I got sins. I got both. I got a sin nature that wants to lead me all over, and I have sins that want to keep me captivated and away from God. And he said, this person, Jesus, this person, Joshua, this person, Yeshua, this person, it means God saves. We'll rescue you. Your very circumstance might be the very thing that God is using to save you. And unless we awaken to get that reality of what God's unfolding, we might miss it. So, what do we have before us this morning? 
I mean, before your life. Do you have any challenges? <laughs> you do? Good. Me too. I've got some top of mind. And I want to see the hand of God in his glory taking care of it for me. So we're going to close our eyes so that we can open them. All right? So let's just close our eyes for a minute. I want you to see the things that look overwhelming to you right now. I want you to look at them. Go ahead, stare at them. Go ahead and say, that's bad. That's difficult. That's a challenge. Ah. It's okay. Take a hard look at it. Yeah. In our natural person, those things are overwhelming. And now, I want you to be filled to overflowing by the Holy Spirit according to His overflowing hope that He is wanting to do more than you can ask or imagine. And that you right now would see His Emmanuel, that God is with you every single step of this situation and your life. And because you trust in Him, you will see His hand. All right. Now that we see that thing, and I agree with you, and I agree before God, I'm going to allow Him to accomplish His work in me and through me for His glory regarding these things. Lord, we invite you to do your work in our life. We invite you to rescue us, but to also take us through the fires in a way that would glorify you, that in the book of life, these episodes that we go through will be seen before God and before each other, before all of heaven as times where we trusted you and then saw that you did rescue us. Lord, in this holiday season, may we not just take this as a one-off, but may we live our lives unto you to bring you glory in everything. And know that you are caring for each and every intimate detail of our life. And we pray too that you would give us ears to hear your words as Joseph and Mary both experienced. And we're able to say, yes, let it be done. As you say, God, because we want to glorify you with our whole life. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. 
Are you going to? Yes? Yes. I believe God will show himself to you in a very special way as you trust in him this week. I believe he'll show himself to me in a special way this week. He astounds me and has astounded me so far. And uh, I'm the, the glory of being a community of faith is to share these stories. Remember what we said one more time. Testify to one another what God's doing in your life because those things will change our lives. We need the testimony of one another. So don't forget to tell people what God is doing. Amen? Okay, signing off, those beloved that are joining us online this morning, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him. He will make your path straight. God bless you, and we'll see you guys later. Bye.